troubles using common sense, critical thinking, and our life experience. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here with my brothers. He means you first. Don't be tired. Oh, this is Brother Wolf, and this is YNB Collins. Season three, more explosions. There's no goddamn explosions. <laughs> Sorry, Rev. It's all right. We don't it's have okay. the permits for explosions. Says you. <laughs> so, so you got the permits and didn't tell me? You don't know my life. <laughs> I can't stoop. I'm sorry, Rev. Continue. I mean, you might have got the permit. No, that, exactly. <laughs> Why would you not tell me? Why would you not tell me? Why would you not tell the operating guy to do this? I, I might not want you to get in trouble. <laughs> That's why. I hate both of y'all. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we've been talking to some uh, friends of ours and uh, it occurred to me rapidly that our mortality is being thrust in our faces way more than I am comfortable with. Uh, so in the wise words of Kanye West. Oh, say it correctly. The old Kanye. The old Kanye. If you admire somebody, you should go on here and tell them. People never get the flowers while they can still sell them. Um, and, and I wanted to do something about giving people their flowers. Uh, and I suggested that to my brothers. They thought it was a reasonable idea. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, first off, let's go over what the praise means. Um, I should say you should go one further and say where that quote comes from, and that'll tie it all together, sir. Uh, so the quote that we quote from Kanye, from Mr. Kanye West, the old Kanye, was from a song off of his graduation album called Big Brother. And it was the entire song was just him regaling us with his relationship with Jay-Z uh, and how he admired the man and some, some situations that happened between them and how like they became friends and how Jay became his role model and stuff like that. So it was him trying to, in musical form, let Jay-Z know how much he meant to him and how important it was for him to, for Jay-Z to know that Kanye felt that he was this big of a person. I agree with that. So, so it was, it's actually one of the best, one of his better songs off of an amazing album. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So you go look it up, check it in an urban dictionary or whatnot. It basically sums up to letting people know how you, letting people you admire or respect or care for know how they feel, know, know how you feel, uh, because people don't usually get those until they die. 
and at that point, who can smell be, those flowers? People, yeah, they don't get to smell the flowers and you put them in their grave. So, the whole idea is to give those flowers while they can still smell them. Um, I thought it was a good idea because of how recently, uh, you know, male suicide rates are at an all-time high. Like, people's mental health is deteriorating rapidly. Uh, and there is a definitive mental health boost when you feel appreciated, loved, and cared for. Uh, and basically what I'm saying is giving people their flowers adds, gives them a serotonin boost, immunity boost, and can help their mental health uh, drastically so it's a benefit for mental health and besides that it promotes community and togetherness because letting people know how you feel about them while it can be terrifying at first it leads to a deeper connection and a deeper friendship or bond or whatever whatever bonds you have with that person in deepen. Okay. What what do my brothers think about this? Well, I I really think what it comes down to is um I mean a lot of people sometimes the the geniuses of the world. Um, they don't realize how great of a genius they were, um, and they, they die, you know, living very depressed, very poor, very unappreciated lives. I mean, uh, some great musicians have died that way. Um, some great artists, uh, Da Vinci is one that uh, never knew how great his artwork would become. You know, um, Van, Gogh. Van Gogh is another one that that, that never knew how great uh, how, that, you know, centuries later we would be talking about their art style or anything like that. I remember they, they had an episode and it was a kind of special one that a lot of people liked, a, a Doctor Who, in which they went to, uh, it, they went back in time and they spoke to Van Gogh. And, you know, he he had believed that, you know, monsters were chasing man. Of course, in Doctor Who, they were. But, uh, it, you know, all kinds of crazy things had happened. And at the very end of it, after they had defeated the monsters and everything like that, they looked at him and they knew, you know, his time was going to be very short. And so they brought him to a modern museum. And he got, actually got a chance to see his artwork in the museum. And they asked the curator of the museum, they said, uh, what did that artwork mean to you? And he spoke about its impact on his life and how important it was. And if, if there would have, if there are anybody out there that feels that way, it definitely, I believe, would, would have a profound impact on them. And it, it may be something that, as you said uh, earlier, brother, it may help help out with, you know, the depression that they're dealing with in their lives, always feeling as though, you know, nothing that they do matters. And, and, and that's, that's key. A lot of us get into that mindset where we feel as though nothing we do really matters. And um, 
it just takes one person to say, hey, um, what you said or what you meant, it, it, it had an impact on me. And that may be all it takes one day, you know. It, 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 is that something you can agree with, Kyle? Yes. Okay, then. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but how many times... There's a great skit with Aries Spears, and he's talking about how relationships, romantic relationships work. And, you know, if you come home from a long day having to deal with everybody's BS and for somebody to go ahead, no matter who it is, mother to mother to, to child, you know, sibling, uh, uh, husband, wife, whatever it is, and make you feel relevant again, that's a lot. To make me go ahead and say I can do this again, because there are times. I mean, I don't want to downplay mental health and when people quote unquote snap, people snap for a reason, you know. We're too busy not trying to understand or trying to improve the situation. And you know, I mean, what's the old saying? A smile is free. I mean, you know, as a, as, as a qualified hater, a, a frown is too bitch. <laughs> But hate, you know, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> you can go ahead and do that and change somebody's entire life, and so can the frown. So you know which one is it, right, Rev? I'm in full agreement with this because it's important for people to understand their relevance to you and their relevance to the world. And uh, I was thinking exactly about that Doctor Who episode when you were talking, Brother Wolf, and the look of, I would have to say, like, relief. I mean, that, mixed with joy. that actor really did a good job of portraying that role. A wonderful job. Phenomenal. It was, it was such a, it was cathartic to watch. So, like, imagine going through it. Imagine being at your at your limit, at the end of everything, and uh, someone tells you that you've never met, that your actions, your work, whatever you've dedicated your life to, has affected them in such a profound way that it altered their way of living, that their life was improved infinitely by your work like as a creator that would be that's the highest compliment yeah you have made my work worthwhile so what i what i thought to do was give like a little outline of if you're going to do something like this give it a little thought and uh take some steps to go about doing it. Uh, it's not that it, it's more difficult because of like social anxiety and stuff like that. And a lot of it is just mustering up the courage to go talk to the person and being honest about it. Well, I want to make sure I'm also, following because I don't feel like I, I, I followed that one. Mustering up the courage. As in, like, 
I need to go up to uh, go up to the artist, to the creator, and say, you've done this, you've done that. I'm sorry if that well, was I'm me. Thinking about mo- no, I think that was him. Uh, I'm sorry. I was talking about more people that were close with you. But yeah, def- definitely if you want to send something off to someone that is an artist or something like that, you could definitely write them something. Artists get fan mails all the time. But I was talking, thinking about something. I was thinking more about people that are in your life every day that don't get told they're awesome. Um, like, how many times do you tell your father that works 60 hours a week just to help provide a roof over your head? Thank you. Like, how many times have you told your your mother who works 42 hours and then comes home and does dishes and cooks the meal for the whole family, you know, thank you for everything you do for us? Now, I do want to interject for a second, brother. And one of the things that it took me a while to realize, it took me going through some of those experiences to understand why they were so val or invaluable, to be quite honest. You know what I mean? Uh, That's fair. It, 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 it sometimes takes a little bit of age, maturity, and growth to know that, yes, this is not something that everybody can do, will do, or even, to an argument's sake, should do. So not everybody understands what the the importance that is bestowed upon the when it comes to a caretaker's role. I mean, I I, I think about yeah. that song now. Uh, now that y'all mentioned it, we're dealing with uh, I don't know if y'all remember the Stevie Wonder song. When was the last time that you heard them say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that song right there. You know that that brings the same the same thoughts to mind. You know, um. That it, it it's all about sometimes telling your brother or sister you love them. Come, and then, come back to Stevie Wonder. These three words. Mm-hmm. It, it changes the game, bro. And I mean, y'all might have heard us say it on air as well. But yeah, I love my brothers. I won't slap the dog shit out of him sometime. And I'm pretty sure the feeling <laughs> is mutual. Let's not sit there and pretend. But, but let's be honest. That's what loving, uh, that's what loving each other is all about. Is the fact that you know, um, when when we there with each other, we're there with each other. But when we need to tell each other, hey, back up a minute, brother, they they back up and yeah. and, and they listen to you because that that's that's how it works. You know, it's a mutual feeling between it, and that's that's the key. You know. Uh, so one that I want to go ahead and 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 I remember this. I actually was off from all my jobs one day like I just had nothing to do and I was at home and I actually put on Dave Ramsey's live stream you know what I mean so I could see Ramsey Studios and all that and you know he's very he espouses Christian morality which we shouldn't have to be Christian to espouse that morality but it is what it is and the commercial was realistic fiction and this lady was at some diner for lunch and she was trying to do it and the girl was just messing up the order the waitress couldn't get anything right and before she went ahead and just huffed off in a puff and decided to carry her head off, she found the manager, pulled it aside and said, excuse me, what was wrong with the, the young lady? What, what's going on? And he's like, that's her first day. 
and come to find out she had like all kind of things wrong with it. And now with that little bit of understanding, she was able to swallow her frustration and pride. She was able to leave a good tip and go ahead and say, I hope everything gets better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was um, recently watching a TikTok, which I know a TikTok, really? Uh, but I follow a couple of people on there that have very interesting, they can be very poignant. And the gist of the TikTok was how people mature. And sometimes they mature slowly. And like when they went through, once they realize something that you realize for years and it comes to you like it's something brand new. <laughs> uh, and the dude, the, the, the way he did it was very interesting because the dude who was the, the slow mature hit him back with, uh, the, the dude responded with the price of your ignorance we've had to pay you you've gotten to this point. Wait, please repeat and that. You uh you 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 got fuzzy. Also, he said the price of your ignorance the community has had to pay until you've reached the point of maturity. Yeah. Right. And he responded with how do you expect anyone to mature if y'all aren't willing to pay the price of ignorance? Because that's what it is. That's what you, no one's gonna mature at the same rate. So the goal is to get as many people to the level of maturity or spiritual understanding or whatever to mitigate that. But there will always be people who don't get it. Don't get that random violence isn't good. Or that they shouldn't take their anger out on the world that did nothing to them. You know? Well, yeah, I mean... So, the, 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 the flip side is the community has to bear the burden of ignorance because they're the only ones who can the, the problem I have with this is we're bearing the burden because we choose not to address the burden. And you said something that's very distinct, kids. So one of the concerns I have is that I believe unequivocally in my my bar career, door guy, security, bar back, all that stuff, I believe in my bar career I've educated more than I could behind any chalkboard, any lab, any anything. And the okay. problem is that most people don't understand that if you're a kid, you don't fucking know anything. It's little, it's kind of inherent in the definition. It's it's implied at least. And so if you don't know anything, it is incumbent upon you to teach. I believe, and I can't speak for y'all too, but I want to verify, I believe benchmark is our attempt to go ahead and pass on our knowledge in a in a very quantifiable form to everyone and our loved ones. Here's what I know and here's why I know it. You know what I mean? And, and just going back off of that, piggybacking off of that, remember, what was our first episode? We're going full circle here right now. What was our very first episode of Benchmark? Gentlemen? Was it the Commandments or the Wills? 
It was maturity. Huh. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, and it was about establishing a a a pathway for those younger or those looking for guidance in life. And, and sometimes uh, you don't even know you're looking for guidance. And you need the guidance, but who's taught it to you? Especially when all you know is one way. Yeah, those are those unknown unknowns. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> but, but the yeah, point is you don't know. That you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> but the point I'm getting at is I remember when I was working at the restaurant a while ago, kid came in, wanted to order. He's like, I, I actually don't know, like, because he didn't, he had an idea of appetizer, entree, and all that kind of stuff. He didn't know. So he said, Hey, could you please guide me? Cool. I can work with you because you've indicated you don't know that. But if you're coming in as if you know, I'm treating you as if you know. It's okay to say, I don't know. Would you please assist me? I might not be able to give you full attention, but I can go ahead and maneuver things to help you as best as possible. Would you agree with that, Rev? Yeah. Yeah, it's just that the, it's, the way he was saying it, anything that they talk, was that the community has to have some patience with those who aren't there yet. And it just said some. It didn't say infinite patience because there's a there's a definite finite limit of how much people can stand. So I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it behooves us as a community to reach out to those who don't know and then make sure that they understand. So here's the next question. For those who don't understand, is it because they can't get right or they won't get right? And how do you address that problem? Uh, oh. That's a good answer. For <laughs> some people, I, I feel personally like if they can't get right, like there, there is something barring them from getting right. Like they don't have the... They're not financially in a place to be where they can understand that theft is not an option. Mm. You know? Uh, when, you're, so, when you're finished, I think I have an example that I would definitely want both of your opinions on, but definitely you, Brother Wolf. So finish up this one, brother. So if you're in a position to where they are stealing to eat or live every day, then they are in the mindset to be like, they are in the mindset of community. It all goes back to, you know, your psychology 100 and massive hierarchy of needs. Someone's still trying to fulfill their physical needs. They can't go to the next level Mm -hmm. and fulfill their mental needs and spiritual needs and stuff like that. They don't have the ability to do those things or not the ability, the weather withal, because their focus is only on the immediate. And as people, we are animals, and we will always try to satisfy the most immediate need. It's only if you sit down and have had experience over time, do you have do you grow the mental fortitude 
to kind of bypass that and start planning your youth out. But that takes time. And some people never learn that. I mean, there's 70 year old people that are going, I want that. I bought it. I just, but I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent for the end of the year, end of month. It's just, again, the community has to bear the weight of that ignorance, unfortunately, if they can't, until they can, until they get to a point where they can, if they're at a point where they won't, where they have the ability to, like, they don't, they're not doing anything because of a need or a necessity, then the society needs to make some way to rehabilitate or re or to excise that person from the collective. Okay, so I definitely want your opinions now because when I put this, I'm curious to see what you do about it. About it, especially when you said excise from the collective. I, I know what that means. That's a very nice way of saying it. But aren't we damning that person from receiving future help by doing that also? I mean, I think it it, it, it goes into uh, another conversation, which we're probably going to have at a later date uh, about this. Um, but uh, going back towards the, 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 the fact of uh, the impact that this would have on somebody getting their flowers is the fact that, you know, when you do this, uh, th those kind of gestures, it creates a situation to set a pathway to maturity because people see that uh, these things will lead to that. And perhaps that will have an impact on lowering the rate of, uh, of, of crime because people will see more good examples. Okay. Um, let me hit you with this. And, and then I want both your opinions. So first off, so we know who to throw it to. Once I say it, who's going first? You, Brother Wolf, or you, Rev Ross? I'll take it. Well, yeah, Rev. Uh, <laughs> Rev fair, will take it. Fair. Um, so there is in the community, I, I work at a few bars, and I'm on call for a few bars. You know what I mean? And, you know, friends and family. I'm one of, you know, I'm one of the lucky people. I could walk into a bar and get a drink and leave. And not I've seen it. Be, <laughs> not have a tab or anything, and it's just okay. And um, there's an individual who was very, very much part of one bar, and he was at our bar last night and the night before, and he was acting a plum fucking fool. So first off, he is an older white guy. Let's say he's late 50s, early 60s. I might be wrong on that. But he's five six, five seven. You know, like almost like Tom Cruise's height, just not Tom Cruise's build or athleticism. You know what I mean? Or money. <laughs> wow, <laughs> let me tell the story, right? But in the come to find out, he does have a little bit of money. Oh, now Tom uh, Cruise money. First off, watch your tone <laughs> in your delivery. But we have this smaller individual who's always been. A a, a a braggart, very boisterous, and so forth and so on. 
but recently he's been aggressive. And you know the difference between being loud and being aggressive. You know, hey, motherfucker, let's go party, to hey, motherfucker, and there's a difference in it. And he was talking bad about one of my coworkers, and it was literally F you, F you, F, and not, you know, F you. He was saying the whole thing with mm-hmm. intensity. And I had to pull it to the side. I'm like, what did he do? Don't touch me. And I'm like, you're coming around making an ass of yourself. And for what? Now, to make fun of, you know, true Hollywood stories from Rick James, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Now, I can't confirm. Or, I can't confirm nor deny. Now, nor am I trying to. But this guy is falling apart, and I see it. He needs help. And... Is it because of the fact that his production company is no longer being used and therefore he's feeling minimized? Is it because of the fact that he's old and thinks things should be his way and now that they're not, he doesn't know how to act even though it's not his way anymore? Is it because of the fact that he's always had a Napoleon complex? Does he only have certain people he responds to and then he finally goes from Hulk to Banner? I don't know, but it was one of those me and him got into it a few months earlier and he forgot that I'm a six foot, 300 pound black belt. And months later, he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you should be. What the fuck is wrong with you scaring the entire uh, all the patrons having to have me get in your face like that and calm your nerves? What's the positivity in this outcome? So I'm, I'm, you said you're getting the throne to you first, Rev. So how do you help somebody who looks like they're on the brink of collapse? Whether it be social uh, or mental, to, I can't say. Get them to see potential. They need to go eat a mental health professional. Now, just I, for a little bit. And the, and, and, the big, and the big problem in our <clears throat> society, and we're slowly coming around, but there's a big problem in America with Acknowledging mental health issues, some have some are temporary, some are lifelong, but acknowledging them as a thing that has to be dealt with in order to exist in the community. And we don't seek help. I agree. And my concern and is older, yeah, for, for the older I'm, generation, I'm they don't seek help. So, I'm sorry, what was that? I was saying for the older generation, they do not seek it. It's almost stigmatized to where if you seek mental health, you're crazy and you can't be helped. So what, yeah, what, what, it has to be explained to him by somebody who's probably closer to him than you are. Fair. Um, if you know someone who is, reach out to them. But it's it's one of those things that he has to come to the realization himself or he has to suffer the consequences of not being allowed in certain places. <sighs> Brother Wolf, what say you? I mean, I, I, I think um, he's probably already experienced some of the uh, down effects of, of his actions because based off from what you told me about that particular situation and, and word does spread around uh, those communities, 
Um, the other bars probably know of his recent uh, change in mm-hmm. attitude and thereby they will treat him differently and he won't have some of those same, um, I'm trying to think of what the word is. Pri- privileges? Privileges, uh, Adam, and I think that's what it is. This is almost a reverse of the same thing about uh, the the one thing was about giving somebody their flowers. This is taking away their flowers because uh, honestly, they don't they don't deserve them anymore. But um, at at one at one point, um, I think it's going to catch up to him that he's going to realize how bad it is. It's obvious, you know, like you said when you first brought up the situation of his changing attitude, I immediately thought to myself, well, something's going wrong before you even mentioned, you know, the production company issue. And then you mentioned, you know, being older and feeling unappreciated that I, I automatically knew something had to have changed in his life in order to have such a drastic change in the way in which he was acting around his community. Were you saying something, Rev, or were you just sneezing? Boom, that was a cough I tried to fight. Gotcha. I lost. No, no, it, it looked like you were about to jump in, so I'm like, man, take it, run. Oh. How? All right. Yeah. But uh yeah, that that's that's the whole thing is um I, I, I think that uh like Rev said, um somebody that's a little bit closer to him than than you are is gonna probably have to break that down and the best thing you could do is reach out to that person if you see that person and and, and have that discussion with them about it you know fair enough and i agree i just wanted to make sure i wasn't missing anything because you know let's be completely honest when somebody's in your face telling you about you and all the things you need to know you kind of miss the 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 forest for the trees yeah and so i want to make sure i'm taking a step back not letting my ego get in the way of somebody who needs help and just say, you know, Hulk smash, let me just go ahead and take out this guy. As opposed to, this is an old friend. He obviously needs some help. Why are you so quick to dismiss them? You needed something. You went to him before. Now he needs you and you're just going to do it? I mean, come on now, the J. Cole versus the Kanye. We see, the, we see you need help and we're just going to turn our back? How cold-blooded yeah. are we? In the words of J. Cole, it's a cold world. You ain't never lying. Like, I know it, it. Suicide will be discussed soon. We've always tried to figure out how to talk about it because it's not a fun topic. It's not an easy topic, that's for, for sure. And, and there are complexities among complexities. In that. Nuance and so forth and so on. And there are so many ways it can go. Uh, I believe we all know someone who's attempted suicide. Yes. And I will say that I'm one of the ones as well. I've had my pistol in my mouth. And it's not fun. So the love that you do get makes a difference. And I'll say to my brothers, thank you, because the love did make a difference. Thank you, Rev. Thank you, Brother Wolf. You're welcome. 
I just wish we had the humanity to expound it to others and give them the mercy that everyone probably needs and deserves. Mm. You're not wrong. And it's something that we have to work on as a species. Um, this is not just our country that has to deal with this situation. This is a definitive human experience. Yeah. And we need to be honest about that. But I mean, as we get further and further into the throes of capitalism, into the throes of uh, individualism, we dismiss others. It's easier to do so. Like, capitalism has propagandized us to the point where everyone's a competitor and no one's a teammate. But that's the... That's like the craziest thing because humans are we're pack animals like what we descended from the creatures that we were that we all come from only survived as a species as a group not due to individuality i look i'm not disagreeing i just told somebody the other day it frustrates me when i see you know one family go ahead and it's obviously it's, it's a family business. A family business comes up, everybody's working. You, the the eight-year-old's restocking the, 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 the knives or, you know, at least taking out the trash or whatever the case may be, and everybody puts in. And at the end of the day, all of a sudden, somebody has a car. And somebody has a house. All from this one family business because everybody worked it. You know? Everybody got to eat for free. Wasn't necessarily good, but it was consistent and it was good enough. And we only, we're so busy trying to be individuals, we don't realize that when the tribe eats, we eat. It, it, it blows my motherfucking mind. So, it, yeah, it, it, it makes me go crazy when people make decisions that are, well, as best for me. I don't doubt it, but if you make the decisions that's best for the most people, that's still best for you. But I guess people don't believe that. But we are solely sidetracked. I mean, the paradigm um, has shifted. Like I said, where individualism is the the stand-in. I don't have a better word for it. Uh, individualism is the... The buzzword, the call-in, the soup du jour. The scapegoat. Because companies use them or use it to sell you stuff that makes you feel individual, but they mass market it to a group. That's why it doesn't make sense to me. 
and I, I have a personal stay tuned for something coming from Red Ross about the uh, mental individual. We'll talk about that later on. But people need the sense of community and the sense of humanity that comes from giving them their flowers. And with that, I wanted to take some time out and talk about my brothers. Or well, good or bad. <laughs> well, I'm handing out flowers. Uh, just oh, making sure the flowers uh, are still alive. I was about to say, just making sure that we, you know, are setting a positive benchmark. <laughs> I saw the Adams family. I know what Wednesday does. <laughs> Besides dance, dance, dance with her. <laughs> oh, my. Just saying. Uh, so there are, uh, there are two men who I call brothers in this life. They have been great pillars for me personally, and because they don't hear it enough, I want to take some time out to actually address how thankful I am to have them in my life. My brother Wolf has been the model of a man of honor to me. He moves from a pure righteousness that radiates in his everyday life. He's honest with his friends, and is the most loyal person I know. He's a welcome listener and a vault of expertise in relationships and child rearing. He's an inspiration as a father and a husband with the uncanny ability to determine when he should fight and when he should just be supportive. So Brother Wolf, I thank you for being a friend when it is necessary, and a brother all of the time. I love you. I love you too, Moving brother. Moving on to my brother, Colin. Oh, no. My big brother has always looked out for me. He is brave and is honestly the most interesting man in the room. Where Brother Roof, well, I'm sorry, where Brother Wolf is especially versed in wisdom, Brother Collins is hands down one of the most intelligent people I have ever met. He is considered to an almost disturbing degree and has the ability to be honest, funny, and comforting while still being truthful about the, how he feels. He has looked out for me and Brother Wolf for a sizable chunk of our lives, and we are the better for it. I love you, man. These men have been the backbone of my young adult development into the person I am today. We have seen each other through the worst life has had to offer, and we have been there to celebrate the best. I wish to see more of what life has to offer with you guys having my back as we get older, but I know that life makes other decisions sometimes. So I just wanted them to know how much I respect and revere them just in case something happens to me. I want you to know I can. I love you guys. 
I mean, it should be obvious we love you too, goofball. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say this. It's part of the reason why whenever we're on the phone, I'm, I try to make sure to say it all the time. I mean, you, as one of the ones who was a late appreciator of the early Kanye, you saw how hard I fell in love with Big Brother as a track. Yeah. And I try to tell that to people all the time. Nobody gets a father that can still smell him. And, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I had a crush on him back in. That don't do me no good. My, my, my balls are not, not they're, they're dry, not what when they could have been. You know, I would have gave him a job. Well, why didn't you just tell him that, you know, I'm looking for people like you. Would you like to work for me? You know? Hey, man, I really admire you. Well, thank you, you know? Uh, what is it you admire so I can make sure I keep radiating that positivity? And to echo some of your sentiments, there are times I need to shut the fuck up. And Brother Wolf shows... <clears throat> if I had to equate Brother Wolf to someone, it'd be Jackie Robinson. He has the sense to know not to fight. And I, I don't have that sense yet. That's why I'm still with Malcolm. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, look, he's got the motive that's kept going. He's the original Kevin Gates. <laughs> and look, there, there's a reason I'm still fucking with the man. <laughs> I hear you. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, number one, thank you. I feel kind of shitty that you pulled this on us, so I don't have nothing to say about you. Besides, well, I love well, you. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me say this. Y'all both. Y'all both had like jaw dropping things this episode. You with that and him with that. Y'all did this damn crap on me. <laughs> you know what? Poot you and poot him because y'all both did this to me. All of a sudden, you know, I, I, th this is upsetting. I love both of y'all. Now, damn it. <laughs> did he just black woman love us? Boy, don't make me bitch, you know, I love you. Shit. <laughs> I think I just got coolie high. <laughs> I think I just got well. coolie high. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. Should <laughs> I love you less? <laughs> I guess we can kind of wrap it up right there if you want to. That's why I, it, God damn it, it's closing time. <laughs> Ram, get on him. He said that GD word again. I said got. Got. He ain't German. <laughs> um, I guess I'll close it for everybody, but just saying, not just love one another, love thyself, but patience and understanding so that way we can all improve, guys. You know what I mean? To get yep. the flowers, you be it, to, to get the flowers, you have to give the flowers to. Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media LLC. We would like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this review are strictly the views and opinions of each individual and does not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Our intro and outro music is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod, licensed under the Creative Commons. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com 
or our website, www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us via our PayPal and buy Colin a drink. <laughs>